Captain to my friend, business partner, Mr. permission to just be brutally honest with you guys are we good with that all right about three years ago my son was a high school volleyball player he was a freshman and I noticed an interesting trend as he was playing his volleyball games he would constantly pull his shirt away from his body and I thought it was interesting because we all do the lick our hands and wipe our feet thing but he was doing this one and I didn't understand what it was then I came to realize that he lacked self-confidence in his body and it, it hurt. So that summer we discovered a principle called intermittent fasting. Has anybody ever messed with intermittent fasting before? So the cool thing about being a 14 year old boy is your metabolism is that of like a cheetah. And so he just started limiting his eating window to like 14 hours a day. He could eat whatever he wants in 14 hours and he lost 30 pounds in like two months. It was a beautiful thing, right? And we were so happy for him. He gained confidence that turned into cockiness, but it was at least confidence, right? Now he never wears his shirt anywhere. Uh, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I threw a club into the lake one time on accident, according to my wife. And uh, I made him dive in and he couldn't wait to take his clothes off and jump in the lake to get my seven iron. Well, what I didn't know was my wife and I praised him so much that our, at the time, now 14-year-old daughter was incredibly bothered by how much praise we were giving our then, you know, 16-year-old son for all the hard work he had done. And we got into a conversation about confidence that I want to share with you. So what we're going to talk about is shifting with confidence. Are you okay with that? So here was the conversation I had with my 14-year-old with my daughter. At about 10.30 at night, I walked into her room and she was crying. And I love her with all my heart. Like, I literally would die for my children, 100%. And I you know, what's wrong? I'm sick and tired of you guys praising your son, like Porter, our 18-year-old. I'm sick and tired of you praising Porter for this and this and this. And like, I'm tired of you guys talking about how great he is. I'm tired of you guys talking about how, how hard he works and yada. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Like, why would us praising him affect you? And she said, because I don't have the confidence he has with his body and who he is, right? And I was like, oh crap. I now have a 14-year-old daughter. I had heard about like how girls are different than boys. And now I'm learning real-time, real-world experience. So I taught her a principle that I want to share with you. I told her she is the most fiscally responsible girl I've ever met in my life. That summer, she had just finished working for us, and she spent exactly zero of the dollars we paid her in the entire summer. She's, she's uh, frugal, she invests her money, she uses all of her money wisely, she never wastes her money on stupid things. And I said, let me ask you this question, how confident are you with your ability to manage money? She was like, I, 100%. I said, okay, cool. Well, how confident are you in your ability to be kind to other people? 100%. So all I was doing was hitting on her natural superpowers. Like she didn't develop these things, they just are who she is. So we all have natural superpowers. 
But where she lacked confidence was in one of her natural weaknesses. And so as we talked about this, I taught her this principle. Do you want to be confident like Porter is? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, well, let me tell you a truth. It is impossible to have confidence in an area that we lack self-discipline. Does that make sense? If I'm not disciplined fiscally, I will not be fiscally confident. If I'm not disciplined physically, I will not be physically confident. If I'm not confident or disciplined spiritually, I will not be spiritually confident. Confidence is born of discipline. I just want to share with you some of the things that who I am. So I'm a partner in what's called the Joe Taylor Group. A year and a half ago, we were a tiny little Vegas-based operation. We had 130 agents in our local office. And my superpower, what I'm naturally good at, is lead generation. I do not partner with Zillow. I do not partner with Realtor.com. I do not buy leads from anyone else. I create them myself. I create warm lead opportunities for our team at about 1 20th the cost that everyone else spends on Zillow or Realtor.com. I'm just, I'm a boring guy. I, I never thought of myself as that nerdy, but like, I'm a nerd, okay? It's just one, my one natural superpower. Well. Since coming over to Real Broker, we fell, we've, we've fallen in love with the idea of expansion. So the Joe Taylor Group, which was originally born in Vegas, is now in Utah, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arizona, Colorado, and Tennessee. Soon to be DC, Maryland, Virginia, um, Denver, Colorado, and wherever else I can possibly put a team, I'm going to put a team. And it's one of the things I love the most. I'm coach. I run a, a, a coaching program called the Team Leader Academy, and then I, I, try, I do my best to feed a, a network in, in, in real, at real. So what I want to talk to you about today is an acknowledgement that we all need to become very comfortable at, that I believe we as an industry have failed. Hear me out on this. There is no one on earth that can answer the question of what a home buyer wants better than Zillow. That's not a question. <laughs> it's a statement. Like they are the best. It is what it is. Your website, your search engine, your whatever will never beat it. Zillow is like chapstick or Q-tips, right? Like it, it, when people think buying a house, they think Zillow. So we will fail as an industry if we try to beat Zillow at the what? The problem is that's how we're pre-programmed. So if you called me and said, hey, Joe, I, you know, I'm looking to buy a house, I would say my question very naturally would be, what are you looking for, right? I've already failed because I have to know that every single consumer I ever deal with, if they, if they truly are in the what phase, they'll just go to Zillow. They don't need us. So one of the things I love about our industry is we deal with human need. We don't sell water. We don't sell food. We're not uh, O'Hare, so we don't sell air for any of you Lorax fans. <laughs> but we provide shelter. So now the reality is, though, there's lots of ways for people to get shelter. And a significant amount of our consumers start the shelter search with Zillow. So if we want to win, we need to beat the automated real estate search engines at something they will never, ever, ever be able to win at. Why? 
Why is someone considering moving? What are the pain points behind their current lifestyle that's forcing them to look for something else? If you can become a professional trader of why, you will win. The thing that I love is the product I sell is a human need, but I acknowledge that consumers want me to help them. It's just like insurance. How many of you know you could go to Geico and sign up for insurance without even talking to a single soul? How many of you guys? How many of you guys have a relationship with an insurance agent? Why? You can go get insurance without talking to somebody. I'm flying home tonight and picking up my two-year waited for Ford Bronco. And the first text I'm gonna send before I send it to my wife is going to be to my insurance agent, hey man, here's the VIN, make sure I don't get sued if I T-bone somebody, right? Like. He's not lying, though. So I want an insurance professional because I don't want a robot to do that because I'm just a more complicated human being. My why is different than what Geico can provide. Are you good with that? So then a recognition that your clients are emotional individuals that want someone to understand their why. Now, if you ask them, they're going to say, real estate agents don't listen to me. Right? So I just want to talk about, we've got 15 minutes, I want to talk about how to learn to listen. Because I bet you're a bit like me, and listening is not necessarily a natural superpower of yours. As real estate professionals, we're really good talkers, we're not always the best listeners. So let's talk about three keys to shifting with confidence next. The first key is curiosity. If you are not curious about why a consumer is making the decision they're making to make a move, if you don't lead with curiosity, you've already lost. Zillow is very curious. They don't do it in an emotional way, but they do it in a technical way. They say, how many bedrooms? How much, what's your square footage requirements? What's your price requirements? So they're curious about their what, but we can win by being curious about their why. This was manifest to us very simply. One of our agents came to us about a year and a half ago and said, all of these leads suck. And it's our favorite topic. Like, I love it when people say that. So my business partner, Taylor, said, well, let's take a look at it and see why they're so terrible. I'm so sorry you're having a bad experience. Let me call a few of them right here while you're here. And they're like, well, no, 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 no. I mean, there's some good ones. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to take you at your word. They suck. So let's call a few. So he went through a few of the leads, found one that said, she said she's just looking. So he calls and says, hi, ma'am, this is Taylor with the Joe Taylor Group. You had inquired of, about a property on our Facebook page or our Instagram page, and I was just curious, what about that property got you interested? And she said, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm just looking. And he said, I love that. Out of curiosity, he used curious a second time, out of curiosity, what does just looking mean to you? Are you guys comfortable with the fact that happily married men don't have Tinder profiles? <laughs> right? Like, are you good with that? Like, if your significant other is on Tinder, they're more than just looking, right? So he said, uh, just out of curiosity, what does just looking mean to you? And this lady said, I'm probably... 60 to 90 days out. And for her, that was just looking. For our agent, it was like, oh, great. I get to get off the phone. This is awesome. Hang up, just looking, right? 
So naturally, we took that lead, assigned it to someone else. They sold their house for $600,000 and bought a $900,000 house. But the problem was the agent was so obsessed with the what, they never got to the why, so they never got the deal. To which I responded, the leads don't suck, you suck. So being genuinely curious, ask questions, listen, I know, listen to their replies. Like what, like, what about your current home doesn't fit your needs? Well, my wife is sick of me parking the RV in the driveway. My wife hates that too. <laughs> so ideally, are you thinking about getting a storage unit or would you prefer to have your RV on your current lot? So now we talk about what a little bit. Well, let me ask you this, you know, what's your time frame? So many people right now, do you know what their answer to their why is? School's about to start. So now's a great time to move if you have kids that need to move schools, right? Allow them to understand their own circumstances. I hate to break it to you, but forget about being honest with each other. Most of us aren't even honest with ourselves, right? To Tamir's point, a lot of you are probably well on your way of getting out of business. You just don't realize it yet because you're like, I've got 30 grand in the bank. 30 grand spins very fast when gas is $6 a gallon. So if you're not honest with yourself, guess who else is, in an, is not honest with themselves? your clients. So if you get curious with them, what's going to happen is they're going to say things that they know that they don't know they know. They're going to say things that, and you're going to help them uncover their why when all they've been thinking about is their what. I need RV parking. Why? <laughs> like we, we need to get our kids in another school district. Why? And as you get to the why, that curiosity is going to do something. It will create empathy. It's hard for me because I have my own life circumstances by which I look at everything. So we can all agree that this backdrop is black. We can all agree that, that these walls are some sort of shade of white, right? But if I give my guy here red glasses and I give Troy blue glasses and I give you yellow glasses, you guys could scream at each other all day about what color that wall is. And technically you're all right because you're all speaking from your own life experience. I learned this very early in my home selling career because I would walk into a home and I'd be like, oh my gosh, guys, this kitchen is gross, right? And then at the end of it, they'd be like, you know which one we liked? Home number one. And I'm like, oh crap. I just beat up the kitchen. Like. <laughs> and so I learned that I look at things through my lens, but my potential home buyers and sellers don't have my lenses. So I use curiosity to create empathy. I find that in a room full of highly conservative individuals, I'm probably a little bit liberal. And I find in a room full of liberal individuals, I'm probably a bit conservative. And what I love is when I sit down with someone who is conservative and someone who is liberal and they yell at each other and I get to go, well, you gotta see it from his point of view, right? I look for opportunities to demonstrate empathy. Does anybody know the definition of empathy? Close, yeah, feeling emotions, I like it. Go ahead and hit the next slide. Empathy is showing that you care about the things that the people you care about care about. <laughs> like, I know that that's a lot of care abouts, but if you can show you care about the thing that the person you cares about, you care about, cares about, you're gonna win. Now, the reality is I've never been a whole bunch of different things, right? I'll tell you what our industry has too many of. People that care about themselves, yeah. 
Real estate has too many middle-aged white guys talking about how great they are, <laughs> right? I've never, I've, I've never seen the world through the eyes of some of our powerful female entrepreneurs like Spring. So I can try to empathize with her by caring about the things she, someone I care about, cares about, but it's impossible for me to go, oh no, Spring, it's easy, you can blankety-blankety-blank, because I'm just speaking from my point of view. Well, with your home, with your consumers, when they say real estate agents don't listen to me, what they're really saying is they don't care about the things that I care about, so they, they clearly don't care about me. Are you comfortable with that fact? So if you want to sell more homes, you have to care about more things that people you care about care about. Last but not least, have courage. How do you gain courage? What do you think? Be courageous. So how do you, how do you gain courage? You gain confidence? Practice. Yeah. You know who's excited about the coming economy? You know who'd be stoked if there was a recession? Me. I'm a survivor, right? Like I lived through the last recession. I am that, I, Tamir talks about being a wartime CEO. I'm more of a godfather guy. Like <laughs> I'm excited because you know what? Now is the time for, our, for, for my world to gobble up inventory, to gobble up. We're going to buy a lot of houses. We run a property acquisition, liquidation, wholesaling company. We run a real estate team uh, residentially. We, we own mortgage, title, insurance. I'm getting into solar. Like I'm stoked because everyone else is going to curl up in a ball and I'm going to be running into the fire like, dude, this is awesome. Let's do it, right? The reason I can be courageous is because I have experience. If you don't have experience, it's impossible to be courageous. So how do you gain experience? You screw up a lot. I ran a tech company and one of my partners was Shaquille O'Neal. One of my partners was Adam Carolla. One of my partners was Sean Neff. We, Snoop Dogg was tweeting about us. Blake Griffin was tweeting about us. It was awesome. I borrowed a million dollars from friends and family. And it almost killed me because we failed and we fell apart and we lost everything. I've had cars repossessed. I've had houses repossessed. I've had to go to my wife before and been like, here's like $300 cash. Just don't use the credit card for a while because it's not going to work. So I'm not scared. I'm courageous. I'm stoked. Like I think that some of us in this room are going to create more wealth over the next couple of years. And we're actually going to be pissed when it's 2026 and we're like, dude, I wish it was 2023 again. You've got to get yourself in that mindset by following those steps. You've got to be disciplined enough to have confidence. You've got to be curious enough about other individuals to create empathy. Then you need to allow that empathy to turn into courage to ask the hard questions. If you followed steps one and two effectively, asking hard questions will actually be easy. I ask hard questions all the time. I love them. But it's because I do my best to follow the first couple of steps. I'm insanely curious. Some of us have had conversations on, bro, how does that work? How does that work? How does that work? How does that work? Because I'm actually curious about other people. I'm arrogant enough to step on a stage and say, hey, I'm doing some really cool stuff. And I'm humble enough to recognize, like, I'm actually not that great. What's taught me that I'm not that great is the 250 people I've sold homes to over the years that became realtors. <laughs> like, because they're like, if this idiot can do it, I can clearly do it, right? So I'll tell you, building a team is not rocket science.
We joined RealBroker with 100 agents a year ago. We now have 1,150 agents in our network. Our goal was to not go bankrupt. We're now making six figures every single month in revenue share, and we are collaborating with agents across North America. Like, I'm not that great. You can look at me and go like, dude, if that guy can do it, freak. Like, I could kill it, right? And I hope you feel that way because the reality is all you have to do is fail enough to eventually succeed. We can't be afraid of failure. We can't be afraid of rejection. We can't be afraid to someone to tell us to go screw ourselves. Like I always tell my agents, if you haven't been told to go screw yourself three or four times in a given day, you didn't even try. <laughs> and so if you follow those steps, if you discipline yourself enough to create confidence, listen to others enough to create empathy, and use that empathy to ask hard questions with courage, I promise you, you're going to succeed. Last. This is the triangle of action. This is how we get people to actually do things. Now, everything I'm talking about can either be a sword or it can be a, 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 a shovel. Like, we can either build or we can tear down. Like, I can go through a whole bunch of words, like, how open-minded are you? And this may not be for you, but... And the, the danger of all those words are super important. Two book recommendations I have. Are you ready? Write these down. Number one, exactly what to say for real estate agents. If you're not working on your words, you're going to get destroyed by people who are. Number two, rocket fuel. I love that Colton talked about the importance of CEOs. You know who else is important? Integrators. And it intimidates people because everybody wants to be a visionary. You know who's a visionary? Me. You know who loves it? Me. Do you know who hates it? My staff. Because I'm like, hey guys, I've got an idea. And they're like, ah, oh, crap. I'm like, here we go, right? For every four visionaries in this world, there are one integrator. So if you're like, I'm not really a visionary. I'm, I like to carry out other people's plans. You have the advantage. But there's going to be cocky individuals like myself saying, hey, come and work for me. Come and build this with me. You have the leverage. Because for every four of me, there's one of you. So don't beat yourself up if you're not like coming up with crazy ideas. Being an integrator is actually what's going to enable you to win. So as we use curiosity to create certainty, like once you've been curious enough with your clients, you gain certainty around what they want and why. Use empathy to create relatability. Like I totally get it. I see from your point of view. And then ultimately use courage to help people take action. All right, my name's Joe Herrera. I would love to connect with you. My preferred mode of contact is Instagram. Any of you who've ever messaged me before know I'm probably gonna respond to an Instagram message before I respond to a text. So follow me, I'll follow you, we'll connect. I honestly believe the only way to conquer the coming economy is through collaboration. I honestly believe that we collectively are greater than me as an individual. And if you honestly believe that you're my type of person, I'd love to connect, thanks. Yeah, I said it's